remember distinctly taking one deep breath and feeling the baby move literally all the way down in one breath. And I felt him like heard a pop. It happened so fast. I barely grabbed him, but I, you know, it was like a second and the operator said, turn the baby on its side. And I did. And then he started crying. I'm Cynthia Overgaard, owner of Hypnobirthing of Connecticut, childbirth advocate, and postpartum support specialist. And I'm Trisha Ludwig, certified nurse midwife and international board-certified lactation consultant. And this is the Down to Birth podcast. Childbirth is something we're made to do, but how do we have our safest and most satisfying experience in today's medical culture? Let's dispel the myths and get down to birth. Today, we're talking with Becky and Tom, one of several hypnobirthing couples I've worked with now who ended up with an unplanned home birth. When you hear these stories, it's often hard to remember that the couple really thought they were about to get in the car to go somewhere, but some babies don't give quite enough advance notice. Hi there. My name is Becky. Um, I live in Killingworth, Connecticut with my husband, Tom. We have two boys, Grayson and Lincoln. And we were able to um, successfully plan and have a water birth with Grayson. And um, so fast forward a couple years later after having Grayson and we found out we were pregnant with our second child. And this time around, we found out we were having a boy in advance. That was fun to know we were having going to have two boys. The day that our second son Lincoln was born um, started kind of like any other day in the morning, uh, woke up with just really mild cramping and kind of had the sense, okay, maybe this is the day things were feeling a little different, nothing intense or really different. Um, I'd already been working from home by that point for a couple of weeks. So, you know, I didn't have to commute anywhere. And I uh, sent a note to my boss at the time just saying, hey, I don't think I'm going to make our regular meeting this morning. It might be the day, but if you can just keep, you know, keep it on the down low with the team. And um, and then Tom, I remember you took link or took Grayson rather to daycare just like any other day. My mom was here because we were getting ready to go to the hospital. Thank God she was here. Yeah, my uh, my mother-in-law was staying with us already by that point. Um, so that morning, Grayson goes to daycare. Uh, Tom is working from home also at that point, right? You were in your office. I was up in our bedroom. We had a yoga exercise ball up there that I had been actually sitting on at my desk at home as I was working because it was really comfortable. And that morning, I put on my hypnobirthing rainbow relaxation uh, CD. It's something I'd been listening to um, throughout my second pregnancy as I had with the first pregnancy to prepare and just um, get in the right mindset. And um, just felt myself getting a little more uncomfortable. I was just kind of rocking on the exercise ball, just trying to stay calm and doing, you know, just my breathing. Um, I think at that point too, I called my doctor just to say, Hey, I think I might be in early labor and they wanted me to come in. And I said, I'm not sure yet. I I need to check with my husband. I don't know when I can get there. Just kind of really couldn't make a, a decision. Just kind of felt like I wasn't there yet. We also let our doula know, our doula Colleen, and she said, okay, you know, thanks for the heads up. I'll start clearing my calendar. You know, the plan was, oh, we'll maybe be at the hospital later this morning or midday. You know, this was maybe 8.30, 9 a.m. So it really didn't seem like anything was going to happen quickly. I think, I think we were going to leave 
you, you told me we were going to leave at 10 a.m. <laughs> yes. And I'm sure I was texting updates to you, Tom, kind of like, yeah, definitely think this is happening. And, you know, um, you know, can you, are you coming upstairs soon? And I know, yeah, you were trying to wrap up work because I'd given you this 10 o'clock, you know, deadline. So fast forward, you know, maybe that hour things progressed. And I remember getting off the exercise ball and trying to lay in our bed and I just could not get comfortable. You know, I was laying on my side. I just, I don't know. Um, couldn't get comfortable. I do recall that I had a, a, um, a labor tracking app that I was using to try to try to time my contractions. And I kept getting different numbers. I didn't know if I was doing it right, but it would tell you like what stage of labor you were in. I remember, and it kept saying early. So I kept thinking, okay, this is all still early. Our plans are fine. Um, because surely the app knows more than the mother. <laughs> right. Oh, that's exactly. So like, oh, this is just early labor. You don't need to worry it about it. It tells anything. you what stage of labor you're in. I mean, like, <laughs> what did women do before these apps? <laughs> thank God for the apps. Thank God for the apps, right? And thank God I didn't. It's crazy. That's crazy. Actually. Totally listen to it. And did it, and it, okay, yeah, let's hear, let's hear what happens next. Right. So I'm kind of comparing that to my experience, like, okay, well, geez, this is going to be an uncomfortable haul here, right? I got a long way to go here. Um, And I think at that point, um, I went into our bathroom because we didn't have a chair in our bedroom at the time. So I went into the bathroom just to sit on the toilet as kind of a chair. And I saw totally in my like morning comfortable clothes sitting on the toilet. And I remember just breathing. And I remember distinctly taking one deep breath and feeling the baby move literally all the way down in one breath. And I felt and like heard a pop. And I remember from all of our education with Cynthia and hypnobirthing and the research that I'd done. And this was the second time around. Okay. That maybe that was the mucus plug. I was kind of like, but I literally felt him move in one breath from top to bottom. Trisha, can it ever pop like that? You were already fully dilated because you're saying the baby, you actually felt the baby move down into your... With one breath. I just felt him move down as I was sitting up. So I'm not sure what the, I mean, your cervix had to have been already fully dilated. So it couldn't have been the mucus plug. Becky, at that point, did you consider asking the app what the pops (laughs) are? I'm sure it would have been able to tell you. <laughs> I think I'd abandoned the app at that point. I think the, old, the text chat with Tom, just, hey, you know, I think things are I, I would think you would have. No, you yelled for me. Yeah, okay. I think you probably weren't even texting at that point. You were probably just holding on for dear life and, you know, whoever is available, come to me now. Well, yeah, it was just, you know, this breath and this just feeling of, whoa, something, you know, some sort of release or something. And then, yes, I think I said, Tom, and I yelled for Tom. And then it was kind of funny, right, Tom, because my mother-in-law was in our kitchen, which was kind of in between, I guess, the sound waves of our bedroom to Tom's office. And I think she said, Tom, Becky's calling you. And then what? You ran upstairs. And then what do you remember? Yeah, I ran upstairs and you, you know, you were you know, definitely something was different. And you said, can you see the baby's head? And I could see the baby's head. There was no question. And uh, my first thought was, how do we put this on hold and get to the hospital? You know, because this was not, you know, what we were expecting. And then, um, you know, I think right, right after that, I called the doula and I was like, well, what, what should we do? Called she's called nine she's like called nine one one and I was like oh yeah that makes sense I think we were in a, I was in a little bit of shock you know at first so I, we called nine one one and um, I think I was you know Becky what like something just 
sort of, I, I can't, all the thing I can describe is that in these kind of situations, like you just, you're not really, you're conscious, but you're not like, I just wasn't really stressed or, you know, I was definitely worried, but I was just really focused. It's like, well, I go, cause it, it was clear that this was going to happen. And it was clear that like the baby's going to come. And that's when I called the doula and she said, you know, call 911, which kind of makes sense when I tell the story. But at the time it was like, I don't know what I was thinking. It was like, of course you call 911 to get an ambulance here so you can get to the hospital. So anyway, but it was going to happen long before the ambulance got here. And then I, so we called 911 and, and the operator, um, I just remember like we were in the bathroom, the volume of the phone was like, she was like really talking loud. It seemed like she was yelling, like seemed like she was nervous or something too. And so I was just telling Becky that, you know, you know, I don't know why. I was like, we'll get on all fours. That's I have right. no idea why we would do that. And so the it happened so fast. And he came just like he, his personality is like this now. He's just like ready for the next thing. He came up so fast. I barely got him. And then it was like a second. And the operator said, turn the baby on its side. And I did. And then he started crying. I just. I just rotated him and then he just started crying. I was like, whoa. And then she turned over um, and I put him on her chest. Then I ran downstairs and, you know, everything was okay. Told my mom. She was like, what? She didn't even know. I think this was going on. And and she came up and took a picture. And then probably five minutes after all this happened, the first paramedic showed up. The ambulance hadn't even gotten there. And then, you know, I, I was holding him while the paramedics took her out. And then they went in the ambulance together and, you know, I drove separately. So we have a car there to get around. In all honesty, it was fast. I mean, I've never done it before, but it was like, you got to be hands ready. It was like catching a little, like a a moving target. It was like, whoa, it was (laughs) pretty, you know, I wasn't scared because you're in the moment. And then, you know, we're driving to the, I was driving to the hospital alone. It was like just all this emotion came. It was just like all this stress and, you know, I don't know. I just started to cry. You know, and it's funny. I have a memory of the the nine one one call too, because I think at one point in time I have a memory of you saying, "You know, listen, I I have to go. <laughs> like, I can't keep talking to you on the phone." I think the baby had arrived by that point. You were like, "Can you just get the people here?" And you know, I've got things to to attend to here. Um, so I definitely have a memory of that. Um, and yeah, I remember getting on all fours. I don't remember any pain whatsoever. It was just almost like maybe one or two pushes, one or two breaths, and he was out. Um, Tom gave him to me, and I just, you know, I knew what to do. Fortunately, this was second time around, and I had breastfed Grayson, and I planned to do the same with Lincoln. And I also just knew from the hypnobirthing class, you know, to see if I could have Lincoln latch because um, that helps, you know, your uterus contract. And I was worried about bleeding, you know, just, you know, not being in a hospital and just kind of in this circumstance, um, but that I knew that would help. And, and I was feeling pretty, you know, it was just otherworldly, just very exhilarating. Um, you know, and I think it was, I think the first things I said to him were like, I got you, baby. I got you, baby. You know, didn't even necessarily use his name at first, but just, I got you. And, um, yeah, Tom, you know, kind of covered me in some towels to keep me warm. And, um, and then yes, with my mother-in-law, it was really funny because like Tom said, she had no idea this was happening. I mean, so this was, this all happened maybe in the span of 10, 15 minutes from when Tom came up to the bathroom to when Lincoln was born. And 
And then, yeah, as Tom described, you know, all of a sudden then there were like seven men in my bathroom and, you know, I said, hi. Um, and I think I delivered the placenta in the bathroom. I think I did that there. Yeah. And we had planned to um, encapsulate after the fact. So we had like a little cooler ready and all that stuff to bring to the hospital. So I think, Tom, I forget, I think you probably went down and grabbed that and they, you know, the paramedics were great and they took care of, you know, putting that in there for us. But it really was pretty empty. Because I think we'd been connected for so long. You didn't, because usually when you like in the hospital, they disconnect it like right away or, you know, cut it. Their process is like to cut it immediately. Like, I don't know, that just seemed like you have to fight the process of the hospital a little bit, or at least it, that was my impression. And it, it depends on your provider. It depends on your provider and it depends on where you're giving birth, but that has been the standard for a long time. But I just wanted to comment on how, isn't it interesting that you both, you know, described how you didn't feel any fear in the moment that Lincoln was born. You just were present doing what you know you needed to do, yet we spend all this time, all these months trying to prepare ourselves to not be afraid of birth, you know, to, to trust the process. And there's so much fear around childbirth. But then when it actually happens, there's no fear. You know how to do it. You, as long as, yeah, you just, in it, when it's happening, you're just fully present and the trust is inherent. Yeah, it was really, you know, I, I just sort of brush these things off. Like, well, you know, I just had to, you know, you sort of do what you have to do. And then, so I, I parked at the hospital. I think Becky had texted me and said, I'm in room, you know, whatever. And so I walk up to the, basically the station. And then, you know, I, they were like, are you, you know, the nurses were like, are you the father? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, yay. They were like so excited that, you know, I delivered the baby because not very many fathers do that. And they were super excited about handing me the birth certificate so that I could sign it. And it was like, I didn't, it was kind of cool. Yeah, you're so like, like a hero. I'm on his birth certificate. It, you know, basically, I think we're a physician would sign it. So I legitimately and legally delivered our second born. <laughs> That's a new twist on getting an honorary doctor, isn't it? <laughs> our friends, I think they were calling yeah, you I Dr. Tom. My uncle told me I should submit, I should submit the delivery chart. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Down to Birth is sponsored by Postpartum Soothe. Recovering from a vaginal birth takes many women by surprise. Everyday activities like sitting, walking, and going to the bathroom can be uncomfortable. And Postpartum Soothe is just the remedy to support your healing and relieve discomfort. Postpartum Soothe is a 100% organic herbal blend that's applied to maternity pads in the days immediately following your birth giving you all the benefits of a sitz bath 24-7. That's because herbs like comfrey leaf, uva ursi, and witch hazel are known for their antimicrobial and anti-inflammatory properties. Postpartum Soothe can be prepared anytime during the third trimester, and it makes a beautiful baby gift. It's a must for any woman seeking a faster, easier recovery from a vaginal birth. Visit postpartumsoothe.com. That's postpartumsoothe, S-O-O-T-H-E dot com and use promo code down to birth. How, how quickly did you get to come home? Yeah, it's a good question. So um, so I think we say Lincoln was born around 10, 12 in the morning because we weren't exactly sure, a couple of minutes here or there. And I think we hoped, I, you know, I would have gone home same day. So I was group B strep positive. Um, I think that's why the hospital kept us for, did I say two nights? I can't even remember. I think they kept us an extra night because of that, just... Yeah, just to watch and make sure. But yeah, he was, you know, we we understood the concern and um and so we stayed two nights. 
What did it feel like when you had to call Tom and you said, this is happening right now? Oh my God. You know, I, I think kind of like Tom was saying, it was very in the moment. I was focused, but relaxed. And I do yoga sometimes. So I, you know, I, I think the breath can be such a powerful tool for many things, especially like stress relief. And, you know, this is a really stressful situation. Um, and, but I was very focused. I think afterwards I was exhilarated and I think just, yeah, you just feel like a superhero in some degree, which it's an everyday thing, but you do just feel very, yeah, blessed, excited. I just remember, you know, being at the hospital and really feeling great. And, you know, I, I really felt pretty fantastic. I, you know, in terms of any complications or anything like that, I was, you know, pretty good shape and just really happy and just kind of in disbelief a little bit too, because it was not the plan. So yeah, so I, it was, yeah, just really amazing. Well, you had an undisturbed, unmedicated birth, which results in that beautiful cascade of oxytocin and all the right hormonal combination to literally feel like superwoman after, you know, and that, and you just feel great when birth goes that way. And it's true. And I remember like when Tom described, you know, driving to the hospital and I was in the ambulance with the paramedics who were really great and really nice. And I was just in this, I think, glowing, hyper excited, you know, just amped up state. I think, yeah, it just felt like you feel really powerful in a weird way. So like you can do anything, you know, I, I kind of think about this as if I could do that, there's not a lot in life that I can't handle in some way. So Tom, tell us something else. What did, did you get congratulated more than usual? <laughs> yeah. Like what? It, 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 I, <laughs> did you feel like Superman? Yeah. I try to use it sparingly because you know, then you want to, but I use it every now and again. I actually, until this podcast came up, you know, I, every now and again, we think about it or I think about it, but I don't, it's not something that I think about on the re, on a regular basis, which is kind of interesting. So this is, this is, this is the truth. Two things that I recall went through my mind. One was, thank God, I, this is the one, the second or second child. And two, thank God that I watched that, um, that birthing video that you shared. It's like a, it's like a guy thing. I think it's like, you know, you watch these like do it yourself videos and you're like, well, I can figure that out. I can do that myself. And that's what kind of went through my mind a little bit. Like I can get that, you know, I got this, I've seen this. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that was real or not, but that's really what I thought. And, and so I also felt like, you know, we were really well informed because we, at least I felt like I understood a lot more than I would have if it just, we weren't educated. We had no idea what we were doing. I mean, we really had no idea what we were doing, but a lot of it just sort of like came naturally. Like it felt very like, I sort of like instinctually, you know how to do this, or at least you know what you're supposed to do as a partner of somebody giving birth. Like it just sort of happened. It's really interesting. It's very, you know, like animalistic. It's, it's like, it's at your core that you don't even realize you have. A lot of it's instinctual and you need to do your research and be open-minded, but you also really need to trust yourself and believe yourself because we are really capable of so much. If you enjoyed our podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share a favorite episode or two. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Down to Birth Show or contact us and review show notes at downtobirthshow.com. Please remember this information is made available to you for educational and informational purposes only. It is in no way a substitute for medical advice. 
For our full disclaimer, visit downtobirthshow.com slash disclaimer. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, hear everyone and listen to yourself. I was just laughing, picturing this 911 operator probably like fumbling through a manual of like, okay, what do you tell somebody who's about to catch a baby at home? (laughs) Turn the baby on the side. (laughs) It's just like, that'll do the trick. (laughs) 